You're listening to Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. Welcome back to Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of movie soundtracks and scores. I'm your host, Lee Russell. This is episode 32, and this month we are going to be looking at adaptations for the screen, sometimes the small screen, sometimes the big screen, of H.P. Lovecraft stories. Now, I tried to narrow this down to stuff that was directly referencing H.P. Lovecraft, like direct adaptations. Some of these might be you could argue loose adaptations, but for the most part, I tried to keep it on track where the titles match up and the stories are fairly consistently the same. But every once in a while, it goes off in its own directions. Like some of these adaptations, even though they're considered some of the greatest Lovecraft adaptations of all time, they go wildly off in directions Lovecraft would never dare to go. Lots of sexy stuff. Let's let's put it that way. But yeah, we're going to start off here and... Um, oh yeah, I, th- I think I should just briefly mention, I said in the last episode that I was planning on this being a big series. Uh, probably not, actually. As I started doing the research a bit more, it's like, yeah, there's not a lot actually I can pick from, unless I just want to keep repeating the same films over and over again. Like, if I wanted to, I could take the soundtrack from The Dunwich Horror, for instance, and just play that for a whole episode. But that'd be kind of pointless, and... So there you go. We're going to start off here, and I should also say, next episode, next few episodes, are going to be a big series. Uh, I just recently came into some spaghetti western stuff that I had not previously heard. A big plethora of it that I uh, found scrounging some blogs that, you know, link out-of-print materials out there. And, um, yeah, I found myself a big buttload of spaghetti western stuff, so we're going to have a big spaghetti western series we're going to come back into. But until then, we got this episode to do. So, first off, we're going to start with the opening titles and the main theme from The Haunted Palace uh, from 1963. And this is done by Ronald Stein. Uh, He did a lot of AIP work, uh, so of course he worked with Corman a lot. He also did some films outside of AIP Uh, The Rain People in 1969, and Getting Straight in 1970. But uh, he's mostly known for working for AIP and and doing a lot of their stuff. And The Haunted Palace, even though it purports to be part of sort of Corman's uh, Edgar Allan Poe cycle of films, it's actually an adaptation of The Case of Charles Dexter Ward. And it stars Vincent Price, and it's actually pretty good. But they wanted to keep with the Poe theme, I guess, so they used The Haunted Palace, which is a Poe title. Then we're going to take a look at the main title from Die, Monster, Die from 1965. Uh, this is done by Don Banks. Don Banks also noticeably did uh, scores for Hammer, including The Reptile and uh, Rasputin the Mad Monk in 1966. Uh, he also did Amicus's uh, Torture Garden in 1967. Uh, so he worked around here and there, back and forth. Die, Monster, Die is a adaptation of The Color Out of Space. And it stars Boris Karloff, and it's actually pretty good, even though it definitely takes the original concept and goes in a 
fairly different direction with it. It just takes a lot of the themes and goes its own way. Um, but I think it's actually pretty damn good. So we're going to look at those, and then we're going to come back with some more music.
right, we're back, and we're going to take a block of songs here, all from one soundtrack, and this is going to be from the Dunwich Horror from 1970. And this is an AIP production, co-produced by Roger Corman, so he decided to smut this one up a little bit. Uh, it's starring Dean Stockwell, of all people, and Sandra Dee, of all people, and Ed Begley, of all people, all in this. Um, there is, at one point, a graphic point-of-view rape scene from the uh, deformed twin demon monster that they keep locked up in the room of the spooky old house. It's done in like a psychic, it's like a psychedelic point-of-view rape scene, and it's definitely designed to titillate rather than disgust. So you know where uh, Corman was uh, going with this sort of shit. Yeah, uh, soundtrack by Les Baxter here. He definitely worked with AIP a lot when he wasn't doing his own thing. I mean, he's known for um, making concept albums of, like, exotica sounds and stuff like that. Like, you know, like jungle beats and weird jazz compositions along those lines. But when he was working with AIP, uh, probably best known for doing most, if not all, the Beach Party films. And he worked with a lot of Corman's specific productions under AIP. Uh, he did Switchblade Sisters. He did the U.S. soundtrack for uh, Mario Bava's Barren Blood as well at one point. Uh, and this is really good. This is probably one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. And it's probably one of the best Lovecraft adaptation soundtracks as well. It's, it's pretty goddamn good. And yeah, we're just going to jump into it. Um, did I name the titles of the songs? I can't remember. But it's Dunwich, Cult Party, and Strange Sleep from Les Baxter, and we'll be back after that.
Okay, we're going to jump into the 80s now and look at probably the two most well-known Lovecraft adaptations, even if you didn't know they were Lovecraft adaptations, but they're definitely classics of the horror genre as far as the 80s go, as far as splatter movies go, and as far as, you know, sexing up Lovecraft goes. You need to look no further than Stuart Gordon. Uh, he did it with Reanimator and From Beyond, and then, of course, went beyond that, making more adaptations later on. But uh, these are his two most well-known ones. Uh, we're going to be looking at Reanimator Theme from Reanimator, and we're going to be looking at They All See from from Beyond from 1985 and 1986, respectively. And a man who did the compositions here is a guy who's going to show up more on this list as we go along in this episode, Richard Band, brother of Charles Band. And, of course, he and his brother and Stuart Gordon have all worked together over and over again under the different production names of their, you know, names of the production companies like Empire Pictures and Full Moon. Um, Richard Band has done a, just a ton of the Lovecraft stuff uh, because they were the company that just made the Lovecraft stuff. They were just kind of cornered the market for a long time. Uh, you know, whether it be Empire Pictures or Full Moon, Richard Band has worked on Laser Blast, Troll, Terror Vision. He's done the Puppet Master series. I think all of them, if not all of them, at least the, the bulk of the series anyway. Uh, so yeah, we're going to look at those. We're going to go to our break, play some podcast promos, Come back for the second half of the show.
you ungodly warlock. Hello there. My name is Matt, and I'm a humble court bailiff in a courtroom designed to bring musical justice to all. Each week, we have a podcast with a judge and a jury, and we determine whether a song is guilty, not guilty, or not guilty by reasons of insanity. You know, something like, uh... Or maybe it's a cover of Tom Petty. You can find us wherever you find podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, all that stuff. Just look for songs on trial, please. Okay, I love you. Make good choices. You ungodly warlock. Okay, back from the break, and we got some more Lovecraft goodness for you. This time we got the main title from The Curse from 1987, which was a box office flop starring Will Wheaton and Claude Atkins. Uh, this was a Ovidio G. Asinitis production, or Asinitis. And yeah, he's made a lot of crappy movies. A lot of good crappy movies, though. This wasn't one of them, though. Although it is fairly close to the source material, which is The Color Out of Space. The music here, the main titles, are done by Franco Michelisi, who's mostly known for doing Poliziotesky and Spaghetti Westerns. Uh, You know, he's done stuff like uh, They Call Me Trinity, The Cynic, The Rat in a Fist, and, uh, but he's also, you know, gone here and there and done some other stuff, like every other good Italian artist who's, you know, worked in the film industry to some degree, whether it be making music or going behind the camera or whatever. You do a little bit of this, you'll do a little bit of that, you go where the work takes you. He also did The Visitor, which is uh, another uh, Asinius uh, production, if I'm not mistaken, which is pretty damn good. It's one of the most Italian, Italian films ever made. Pretty goddamn good as far as exploitation and rip-off genre stuff goes. And that, that's what um, Asinidis is best known for, making rip-off films of uh, big Hollywood uh, trends and just Hollywood films specifically that were popular. Then we're going to move on to the main title, An Abomination from The Resurrected from 1991. This is directed by Dan O'Bannon, and I guess this is one of those, another one of those cases where O'Bannon got really bitter because they chopped this film up and fucked with it. And But I think it's still pretty good. It's a, it's a adaptation of The Case of Charles Dexter Ward. It stars Chris Sarandon and of course Richard Band here doing the music because this is a full moon production. Then we're going to move on to the main titles from The Lurking Fear and this is done by Jim Manzi, uh, an Australian musician who did some composing work. Uh, he did like From a Whisper to a Scream, Stepfather 2, Leatherface, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Pumpkinhead 2, Blood Wings, Night of the Demons 2, um, yeah. <laughs> and The Lurking Fear has been uh, done a couple times, adapted a couple times in the film. Uh, there's also Dark Heritage in 1989 and Bleeders in 1997. Yeah, The Lurking Fear, again, another uh, full moon production here. Uh, Jeffrey Combs is in this one. So you, if it's got Jeffrey Combs in it, you know it's a full moon production, probably. Uh, at least around this time, anyway. We're going to go to those and then we're going to come back with our final block of songs.
All right, our last block of songs now. First up, we have Ezekiel's story from Dagon from 2001, directed yet again by Stuart Gordon. And this was done by Charles Cases, or maybe it's Cases? It's Spanish. Uh, he's a Spanish composer who's done a lot of Spanish films that I've never seen or heard of. In fact, this is the only one from his list that I've heard of. And it's kind of more of a adaptation of The Shadow Over Innsmouth, but... I mean, Dagon and the Deep Ones, they're all connected, so it's all good. There you go. It basically just takes the shadow over Innsmouth and puts it in a small Spanish town instead of a New England town. Fishing town, I should specify. Then we're going to go to Starry Starry Night from The Call of Cthulhu from 2005 by Troy Sterling Nyes, who also did a couple other uh, Lovecraft things. Um, he's also done the Whisper in Darkness for the same company that's presenting this, which is the H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society. And uh, Chad Pfeiffer, who's one of the hosts of the um, HPPodcraft.com, he was involved in this, he acts in this. I think he might have had some hand in writing this as well or producing it. And they, they've done a couple really good productions of Lovecraft stuff. This one's done in the style of old silent movies but using some modern techniques. And it's kind of like a Lovecraft meets King Kong kind of idea and the way they sort of present it and the way they sort of do it. It, it kind of reminds me of King Kong a little bit. Very, very well done. And it's only like a 47-minute you know, short feature. Really, really recommend it. I really love it. And we're going to finish off with a little bit of TV. This time out, it's from the Masters of Horror series. And this is Dreams in the Witch House. Uh, yet again, directed by... Stuart Gordon, and this is the main title from that, and our old friend Richard Band is back doing the music here. And yeah, that's going to end it off, guys. Like I said, we're going to be doing Spaghetti Westerns. It's going to be a big project, maybe three episodes, maybe more. We'll see. Uh, it's going to be a lot of Spaghetti Westerns for the next little while. You're probably going to be sick of them by the time you're done, the series, if you listen to anything else. <laughs> yeah, but until then, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, and we will see you guys next month. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to Blood on the Tracks. For previous episodes or episodes of our other podcasts, please visit us at tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through. Drive through.